Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello Egg Chasers, it's the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously and we are here at our favourite time of the, well, sporting calendar, not even rugby calendar. Hmm. Waiting for the start of the Six Nations, I'm Tim, that's JB. Hello Timothy. And there's Phil, this is our Six Nations preview podcast. It doesn't get better than this. It doesn't. Uh, hmm. The only time which might be better is late September. When football season back is. in '63, oh yes, <laughs> good, oh yeah. <laughs> um, football's kicking off, rugby's kicking off, and NFL all kick off simultaneously in a glorious cacophony of sport. <laughs> this is true. There's something really romantic about the Six Nations. It, I think it's most people that play in the U in the United Kingdom and Ireland. I think most people that play rugby or played rugby or are involved in rugby that was probably their first window into it in most cases I would have thought yeah I think so it's kind of like a gateway gateway drug into the world of rugby and how good it is (laughs) so yeah very soon the Eddie Joan montages will be back on those by the way I mean they sort of jumped the shark for me a little bit a while ago they become a parody of themselves uh, to an extent. Sorry, but Eddie, Eddie Butler montages, Eddie, not Eddie Jones. Eddie Jones, no, Eddie But. <laughs> sorry, yes, Eddie Butler montages have jumped the shark for me. However, especially when they're being used on World's Strongest Man <laughs> yeah. yep. and on the NFL show on the BBC. Are they, are they used for NFL? Yeah. Wow. Ridiculous. Yeah. He must not, have... not as ridiculous as the BBC continuing to employ Brian Moore. I think that is the most <laughs> the most ridiculous move. I like Brian Moore. I've said it before. He I'll do say anything. it again. He... I like how he how bi- well biased biased is the right word. Just blatantly biased he is. <laughs> Him and uh, Jonathan Davies. I like. I do like Jonathan. When those, when those two, but they're, they're so both of us so biased. It's Jif- incredible. Jiffy when he's talking over the top of the referee on the ref mic. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I actually and Jonathan just Davies. shouting, just shouting. The spears wide, wide, <laughs> overlap. <laughs> yeah, but he knows his stuff though. I mean, oh, he, he does. Like, you watch some of his old videos as well, which have made it to YouTube now. And you literally just couldn't coach what that guy could do. Oh, he was he was an incredible player. Uh, league Absolutely. and, and yeah. union. Uh, which is why he's such a good commentator, because he can do one, then the other, and his knowledge is just, uh, uh, you know, it's right up there. Brian Moore, not so much. <laughs> Brian Moore. Uh, you know what's coming, boys. You know exactly what's coming. Here we go. Just, just a... So England in position. 
possession. They haven't had much of the ball and at all. And it away again. Toby Flood. sick! <laughs> <laughs> He's a professional. I mean, it's so stupid, isn't it? <laughs> I like that passion. Yeah, look, everyone likes the passion, right? But, you know, it... It doesn't have a place when you're meant to be doing a professional broadcast. You can't imagine Nick Mullins do, 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 doing that, could you? Uh, not so much. No. God. Well, Nick Nick Mullins is the the commentator, and Brian Moore is, uh, and you know Brian Moore isn't the commentator. He's the the colour guy, the summariser, the an, an analyst. But the mm. point is, that quite often you go, they're there for their... Well, I suppose he's there for his passion. I, I prefer Brian Moore's passionate bits like that to the analytical bits, which quite often involves <laughs> intense conversations about scrummaging. Yeah. <laughs> On that one, by the way, Eddie Jones has come out and said that, he, that he's, he's... I wonder what he's... Eddie play, Jones play, has, got stuff to say, has got stuff to say about Brian Moore. He's got stuff to say, <laughs> say about scrummaging. Oh, right, go on. He's uh, he's come out and said that the refs need to sharpen up on it and make make sure it's uh, a proper contest and get the ball in straight and make make hookers hook mind games. I wonder, but I, I wonder is he a little bit worried because we've been talking in re- recent podcasts about Mako Vanapola being a bit vulnerable and Mako in, has come out and said I need to improve. Yeah, so yeah. I, I wonder hmm. if there's um, if if there's a point to the mind games. Oh, there always the, is. Yeah, there will be if he can just put that kind of. Seed of doubt so into ref's minds. Did anyone read the interview with Eddie Jones in GQ? In GQ, no. Yeah. I, I didn't was know he talking about what, what clothes he wears or Do you know where what? he goes on holiday? It wasn't the most in-depth interview. It was. Um, I'm just making sure. Talking about what supplements he takes before he goes and uh, <laughs> I'm make sure it is. tries to get ripped for summer. Ibiza's oh, best, ha- best clubs. Hang on. Yeah. I did say GQ. It doesn't look like it is GQ at all. Members at vitality.co.uk. God knows what that is. Um, Vitality, but, what do they, they they sponsor one sport in thing? Is it cricket? Could be. Is that Vitality is in like the insurance? I think I it might think be. So, yeah. I, I, it, lo- it looks like a... So it's like, it's like your best relaxation Eddie Jones's top six places places to relax on a on a summer holiday <laughs> where you still where you lower, his, lower his blood pressure yeah. yeah well no it's just a basic Q&A like do you have any sporting heroes and um, you know, what what do you know what his nickname is Jonesy Yoda Beaver Beaver, Beaver. yeah same as uh, Stephen Donald mm. yeah uh, who is your mentor um, Bob Dwyer Jake White, me. Is that what you said? <laughs> yeah, that's the kind Jonathan of... Bibb. No, uh, yeah, I was oh, yeah. Get what you say. <laughs> that's the kind of thing that Mike Phillips or James Haskell would say. Yep. Yeah. Um, what's the best part of being a rugby coach? Cash. No. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, only have to work four months of the year. Never having to grow up. I think he's probably right there. Yeah. Uh, seeing if there's any other interesting... It's, it's relatively interesting. D- Dean Richards actually uh, did an article, I was reading it in the rugby paper, saying there's no way, even if I was offered the England job, I'd take it because I I would be so bored yeah. most <laughs> of the year. He's absolutely right. I couldn't do it. He said he couldn't do it. Yeah. Uh, there's so little coaching that goes on. And when you, you've got only limited time with the players, it's a, it is a hard job. Mm. Oh, it's definitely a hard job, especially and when you start start losing in 2018. Hashtag downfall 2018. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the hardest parts of the job, that, from me looking at it, is so he has got to. He spoke about talking to the wider squad, so talking to a group of 50 plus players, and and, what, and okay, what, and maybe Don Armand. Yeah, 50 plus, maybe 
or maybe not including Don Armand and right. Ollie Woodburn. Perfect. So we're now going to do our mandatory Don, Don Armand 10 minutes. No, no. That's <laughs> done. <laughs> done. How is he not one of the top 50 players who are England qualified? <laughs> <laughs> has he has he taken about our advice and gone to Portugal with his bags? We will wait and see on that one. However, just interestingly, let's talk about the broadly across the Six Nations. One word seems to have dominated the build-up so far. Hashtag downfall 2018. In- injuries. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm across not, the board. I'm not having it. So yeah, not not just England, Wales and Scotland no, I mean, in particular. I don't think it's a crisis. Everyone's got injuries all the time. Um, that is true. Scotland, they're, they're props. There's a few guys I've never heard of who could well be packing down for for Scotland. Yeah, well, when when Daryl Marfo <laughs> is out injured, doesn't make the squad because he's injured. Yeah, you know, you know, you've got some issues. Well, look, um, Wales won the Grand Slam, the fir- their first one, not their actual first one, but the first one in you know modern history. And next, and in that September. They had their whole backline injured. Their whole backline. So it, it, this has been happening for years. It's just you know part of the game. You have to accept. It's so like twenty five percent of your squad are going to be going to be well, injured. Yeah, all I was the gonna, time. it was exactly that. The stats show that in professional rugby, twenty percent of any squad at any one time is injured. Yeah. So it's. I agree that it's part of the modern game, and so actually, it's, it's no good moaning about it when it happens because. You, you know that sometimes it's going to be more than 20%, sometimes it'll be less than 20%, but you've got to prepare for that. England's player pool means it's not going to bother them as much, and also the positions that those players are in, with the exception of Billy Vanapola. And Nathan Hughes. Uh, and Nathan Hughes, who are both out, with, Mike, with the exception um, of number eight. Well, Mike Brown's out as well, isn't he? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. It sounds like he's out. He's yeah. And Rob Shaw. Touch and go. Yeah, but that, that, that could be a blessing for England, because it's going to mean they can you know gradually... Shift to Watson at fullback, which I don't like that one bit. Well, maybe at international level it'll it'll work in a way it doesn't seem to have, albeit in a not very fluent bath. But um, who? But Scotland, I think their front row. You have to say that that is going to seriously affect their their issues. Hooker, prop, yeah, like all across the front row, big big players unavailable. They're they're really threadbare in without the deep player pool that England have. Yeah, they definitely don't have that deep player pool. So it, it will affect them, but it shouldn't affect them that much. They, they're, they're still going to get uh, a front row. They'll still get six in your match day 23 professional players exactly. who will do a job. They'll be all right. And, and as for as for Wales, Alan Wynne-Jones has come out and said, I don't care about injuries, there's no excuses, we have to, we have to deliver. Exactly right. And they probably will. I mean, they've got the Scarlets playing amazing rugby, you know, Ospreys are dreadful this year But, you know, that front five With the exception of Dimitri Arhip Absolutely terrorised Saracens Mm. That's Nicky Smith, Scott Baldwin uh, Bradley Davis and Alan Jones So, it isn't that bad Oh Mm. no, their injuries in the front five The the ones for Wales are So, the most important positions In my opinion, to have continuity of Are 8, 9, 10 yeah, yes. and they've lost Falatau, they've lost <coughs> Webb, they've lost Bigger, and they've lost Priestland. Absolutely, mm, so that is difficult. That that will. Gareth Davis is a fine player, though. And do you Gareth know, Davis is a great player. I, I would go straight to Scarlets and say, "We'll just, you know, we'll just take what you have at nine and nine and ten. We'll go with that." Sam Davis, 
I wouldn't no because he's playing a terrible team and uh, no not Sam Davis he's the sorry not Sam Dan, Davis uh, Dan, Dan Jones Dan, Dan Jones is the one I was thinking and neither of those two are in the, squad. Not in the squad no or, they're not in the squad so it's going to go is Patchell in the squad Patchell and Patchell has been playing two. 15 for Scarlet so I think he will line up at 10 only for Wales only because he's very good at it do you yeah. know what I mean yeah. it's not because he's been ousted as such and Halfpenny has had some injuries yeah so I think they should go straight with that mm. that's that's a good point actually that um, particularly if you've got half penny in, you can put someone like Patchell into ten, and you take a whole load of pressure off him mm. because he doesn't have to kick. Yeah, he almost never has to kick if he doesn't want he just to. Play, plays his rugby. Yeah, and the other thing as well is when Bath met uh, Scarlets, everyone talks about the fluid rugby, but they were pretty dominant in the, in the set piece too. In fact, they were really dominant. That was <laughs> against Abano, Thomas, and Dunn, who were all. I think they're all in the wider England squad. Yeah, they have they have all the... I, I would say to Wales, you say 8, 9, 10. They've got 8, 9, 10. Also 11, Liam Williams. Yep. 12 is a position where they haven't really got a solid answer as who is our first choice 12. James Lang. Then then <laughs> they're 13, 13, he's out. He's out, yeah. So... And the, and the captain. And the captain. Why no one is knocking on the door of James Lang at the moment to get him in a wider squad, I do not know. Well... We will see. We will see. But let's... Um, uh, how do you want to work this? So, I thought... Well, I'll tell you what, let's start with this. Most Because we're sort of touching on it here in terms of who are the most people you would least like to lose. Most valuable player. Most important player for, for each side. Okay. So, shall we do reverse alphabetical order? Start, it seems we're starting with Wales. Go for it. Talking all. about Wales. Most valuable. So, I think it has to be... Alan Wynne Jones completely agree. So he has captain Wales before, and has made some odd decisions. Mm-hmm. He's got a lot of experience as a captain, captain Ospreys. He's he is by far the most capped Wales player with 113. He's one of the most capped players in the tournament. Um, his and he, he was the starting lion uh, yeah. as well, which a few people were calling for other players, but he was starting lion in. Uh, well, was this his third series? Yeah. And one successful in Australia and what you would call a successful series in New Zealand. So his performance and his leadership is absolutely paramount, particularly when you've got other big leaders and big players in Faletau, in Webb, in JD, mm. uh, in Bigger, not there. So a lot resting on Alan Wynn's shoulders. Yes, indeed. I completely agree. Uh, no, you can't really look past that. Um yeah, what I'm when you look at the fixtures, you could anticipate Wales could really surprise people and and do what they do quite often, which is look a little bit weak in the autumn internationals and then pull it together for the Six Nations. Equally, I would not be surprised to see them in a really bad way after three weeks when Dan Bigger is thought to be coming back. Um, what I don't want is to start hearing about the injuries again then. Yes. Yeah. Let's let. I, I agree that it should be taken off the table. It could happen in a World Cup. It did happen in a World Cup for Wales, God, and they yeah. coped. D- yeah, they did cope. They certainly coped better than England did. So um, yeah, let's just take that as an excuse off the table for all nations. We, we understand it's a it's a factor, but Wales hosting Scotland, a tasty tasty matchup. So let's you're going in reverse alphabetical order. So let's go to Scotland. Most important player. Hmm. For you, from them, for me, Finn Russell. Yeah, 
Yeah, Finn oh, well, Russell. Finn Russell or possibly Stuart Hogg. Yeah, I thought Stuart Hogg as well. Because Stuart Hogg can create something else. Conversation, even like people who are very casual rugby fans in your office, Phil, would actually like be able to contribute <laughs> with Finn Russell, Stuart Hogg. We're just saying the most Alan Wynne Jones. We're just basically saying well, who's the best known player in, so I, uh, so I thought in one, the side. One of the best ways to do this was do the, the most important player because that is always going to be. Uh, that's always going to be one of the most important players. Oh, sorry, one of the best known. Who's going to be most important for, for Italy? Well, probably Parisi. <laughs> uh, but then look at who's going to be someone coming through that the average man on the bus hasn't heard of. Good idea. Well, we'll get to that in a second then. So you said Italy. Yep, yeah, fine. Parisi again. France. I mean, we'll have to wait and see what their team is. Yeah, I have no idea who's the most important person. <sighs> is Brunel just going to put it in the hands of a load of youngsters? Well, so it looks like it. It looks like you're going to have uh, Bellew and Dupont, uh, twenty-one and twenty-year-old halfback combination. All I, all I can say about Dupont is I've seen him play once, and I didn't think he was amazing. But everybody in France around French rugby thinks that this guy is unbelievable. Well, I spent a little bit of time um, working a couple of cast games. Was it last season? Yeah. Uh, and Joe Alab was the one of the coaches there, and he was like, "This kid is something, something else." Yeah. So. Mm. But I mean, they've already got a kid, which is something else, in Baptiste Saran, who wasn't in the original squad. Yeah, but has been drafted in because of injury to Morgan. I, I love him. Yeah, he's just such a good player to watch. But they, they've also got um, Maxime Machinaud, who I really, oh, really, really now he, in my mind, was one of the best players on the planet. When he got red carded in the top fourteen, in the top final. fourteen final, I mean, he was so good. I don't think he's quite got to those heights again recently. Well, Racing haven't been playing as well as they yeah. were when they they won that. But he, yeah, you're right there. He is he, he's an he's an unbelievable player. So it's really hard to pick a most valuable player, and man, yeah. it's probably I'll tell you someone who could light up the tournament if he plays on the wing, uh, and if he gets some ball. And if France plays some good rugby, Vakatawa. Mm. I love Vakatawa. He's such a strong runner. Such a I thought you were gonna say, poised, balanced runner. I thought you were going to talk about the, the, the boy with long hair in the scrum hat. Which one? From, uh, I want to say, he's from La Rochelle. Played against Japan. Hair everywhere. Uh, don't know. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> no, not saying him. Not him. Not that no, guy. Not him. So yeah, the... France, it, you're right. It will depend on who who plays. Um, Gerardo will obviously be important to them as captain and hooker. My guess is they'll work out their most important player is uh, Louis Pecamols by virtue <laughs> of him not being there. Yeah, and three games and they're going to think, "What have we done?" Yeah, you're probably right about that. You probably have to go skipper, um, ball carrier, Guillaume Gerardo. He's been yeah, he's been massive, hasn't he? But. Oh. And he plays hard as well. Oh man, it's um I'm I, just looking through the squad. So many guys I'm don't really know I don't know a lot about or haven't seen enough of. That's yeah. alright, we're doing Italy next. Yeah, well Italy's easy, we we can move on. Um <laughs> uh, Ireland. Right. So Johnny Saxon is their most important player, bar none. Yes, I'll go with that. Short, closely followed by uh, Connor Murray 
and CJ Thunder. That that nine, that nine ten, that nine ten is. We talk about important positions. They've that's as good as you'll well, get. Eight, yeah, eight nine ten. Eight nine Stand, ten. Thunder yeah. Murray um, Sexton. Now, I also want to say, um, so not not in terms of player, but their selection outside Sexton is really important. Mm. So you've got Henshaw, who's going to be nailed on. And then after that, I'm not sure what the rest of it exactly is going to look like. So you've got Bundiaki, who's in there. Then the two young monster centres, Scannell, Bun- Scannell and Farrell. Bundioaki. Bundioaki, indeed. Um, then on the wings, so you've got Conway, Keith Earls. Stockers. Fergus, so you've got two young lads, Conway and Stockers, then Fergus McFadden and Keith Earls, who are more experienced, but never really... They're playing some great rugby. Mm. Both of them are playing good rugby, but they've never really been exceptional international level. Well, Earls went to South Africa. Yeah, as a, as a very young lad. Yeah. As a 21, 22-year-old. Uh, but he's, he's never hit that height no, he again. No, hasn't really. Uh, and, then, oh. and then you've got... Two inexper- young, inexperienced fullbacks in Carberry and Lamore. So you've not got Carney. I think you put Lamore onto the wing. Yeah, he do- hold on. Are you, is that you've not got Carney because he's unavailable? He's in the squad. He's not in the squad I'm looking at. He's in the squad I'm looking at. Unless yeah. that was the. It's been trimmed down since the one I'm looking at. So the what, island squad to face France and Italy um, has got Rob Carney in it. Uh. The one I'm looking at. When was that announced? Because I've got one from the 17th of Jan. 22nd of Jan. Ah, right, okay. Where I'm looking needs updating then. No, it's all right. But the, the centre partnership, you're right, that is one to watch because that is, um, that's going to, that's a partnership that needs to bed in. Hens, uh, Henshaw and Oaki. <laughs> and we will see. Yeah. Yeah, they played together a bit at Connacht. Uh, yeah, why not? A, a lot of people have been, you know, Island fans, I've noticed saying, don't forget when you talk about injuries. Don't forget, you know, we haven't got Sean O'Brien, among others. But actually, I don't think you talk about players you miss. I don't think Ireland miss Sean O'Brien that much, which is amazing. That says exactly how strong their back row depth is. Yeah, oh, Sean O'Brien is one of the best sevens, if not the best seven in the world. He's pretty yeah. in my, good, isn't he? In my opinion, pretty good. Um, they will miss him. Oh, they'll miss but, it. I don't. But they've got the yeah. drop off. The drop-off is not as enormous as And also, it didn't always it could be. work when they had... Because it did for a while go with Heaslip, Stander and O'Brien. It doesn't always work for them because you need a, a better a better line-out operator. Yeah. This is where Imani c- c- comes in if he is available. And then you've got yeah. Josh van der Fleer, who'll probably get the seven shirt. Yeah. A, a different type of player. But, yeah. And, but quite a good balance. And Jordy Murphy as well. And yeah. Dan Levy. They're fine. Yeah. I, I wouldn't worry about it. I, I think Ireland will, will win this year's contest at a canter I think, mm. I think you might be right uh, and England I'm going to say Mako Vinopola uh, show up the scrum what are the ball carrying ball as well carrying, without, yeah. without Billy yeah he's going to have to do a lot of work yeah because they can't rely on Obono no way well, not, isn't, no they can't the, you know, I'm just trying to think of people who are or, who, or old Boise Boyce or Hepburn Gee, I think Hepburn's Hepburn not, not available is he not he, might, he, he had a knock I don't know Another. I honestly think we're going to see Gary Graham start a game. I just got a feeling. It feels nah. like it feels like the progression of nah. Sam Burgess. I know, I know. He does this a lot. He does this. The number of players he brings into a squad, and then never actually selects them. And then yeah. some of some of them he retains and looks after. Who some of them he sheds and never sees again. Who are you thinking of? Mike Williams. 
yeah. Yeah, he broke his arm, though, didn't he? Pierce um, Francis. Kyle Eastman. He's injured. Um, no, no, yeah, Chris, not right now. Did Christian they, Wade not come into an early Eddie Jones squad? And I, then he ditched I don't think he's had Kyle Eastman or uh, Christian Wade. Jason Woodward. Yep. But again, he's slowly coming back. He, he's not been playing all season. No, but the, these are all examples. So you're not. I'm not talking about the squad right now. I'm talking about guys who have been in Eddie Jones's squads over the past two years yeah. and never make it. He's had a look at them. Never seen close up. And they've, they've never made it. Makes an assessment. Who do I need to invest time in? This guy? Yes. That guy? No. Mm. Yeah. So maybe he made that call over Don, about Don Armand when he was in Argentina. Nonsense. <laughs> Utter nonsense. <laughs> I'm sure. Going back into Don Armand now. I'm sure. He's on rugby tonight on Wednesday. Well worth checking out on BT Sport. Eddie Jones must just I'm sure there's something that Eddie Jones sees that we are just not seeing and Eddie Jones is like shaking his head when all all of the media pundits whatever you want to call us are, are calling for Don Armand and Eddie Jones is probably like Listen, there's just a fundamental flaw in his game Either yeah, so, he can't tackle with his left shoulder or he can only he can only pick up off a rook one way if it something was, like that if it was um, do you know what he's He's actually Zimbabwean, and, and I and I kind of want people that have grown up uh, dreaming of wearing pulling on the rose. I hope not. At, at least you could respect the the kind of uh, sort of moral judgment of that, but that's not the case. Denny Solomona will probably be getting his first start against Italy. Yeah, and fair and fair play. I love Denny Solomona. Nathan Hughes and Billy Vanapola yeah. have been excellent. I, I know the Vanapola's are different. I but. genuinely think Denny Solomona is a brilliant player. But to think he's closer to an international shirt than Don Armand drives me <laughs> insane. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. <laughs> and, and this is why I think this is why he's going to lose the squad because you, you're not doing your job right. You can't be doing your job right and telling the lads, yeah, look, we're all intense. We, are, you know, we push it to the limit. We, we, we'll do our part and you do your part. If you haven't picked Don Armand, you've not done your part. On. That is, we are definitely over our Don Armand quota uh, this week. Ones to watch. Don Armand. <laughs> ones to watch, starting with England. Hmm. So, the players, the young lads, so, for me, it has to be Sam Simmons. Really? Because I think he's going to get game time either at eight or seven. I think you're absolutely right there. So, it's got to be one you of the... You see him getting game time at seven? Yeah. Uh, so, well, I think I think if Billy or Nathan were about, I think he would get game time at seven. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. I, I think he offers something very different to Underhill in his explosive athletic running game. Um, and I think that's his, all, that's his long-term position. They are basically the same player, aren't they? Except one uses their explosive ability for running, the other one for hitting. For hitting. They are, they are, I mean, it's just a oh. mindset difference. Well, Rob, Sub- Rob Baxter is. said... He, d- he disagrees and he sees him as an eight. I, I'm not. Sh- I just can't oh. see him as big enough for an international eight, particularly when you c- compare him to the alternatives. Now, I, I, I know um, when he is in the Exeter back row, he does have Don Armand, Don- <laughs> <right>? <laughs> <laughs> who is enormous. Who is enormous? Who can do a, you know, a, a bit of carrying himself? Uh, and Kai Horseman's not a, um, not a small bloke. You know, they've got big. Back rows in there Dave Ewers Dave Yeah, Dave, yeah Dave, You as an Armand Alright fair enough yeah. So one to watch You're saying Sam Simmons I'm, England you're saying JB It's got to it's got, I think Phil's right It's got to be one of the Young back row Or failing that A guy who I think Will get game time uh, I think he'll get a start Is Marcus Smith 
Hmm. I don't he's, think I don't think I don't see him getting well, a start. It's on, it's on the board. I mean, he's going to be England starting. 10. He's still got he's still got the Asterix apprentice next to his name. Um, yeah, those are Asterixes remove themselves pretty quickly when uh, Eddie wants them to. My my one to watch comes from a very different point of view for England. Um, Anthony Watson has a chance to make himself fullback and the end of the Brown era. Like, not to say Mike Brown won't be in the squad, mm. but this potentially, with Italy being the first game, yeah, uh, it's set up for Anthony Watson if he can take his opportunity to completely change the dynamic of England's back three. So this is why I think you might be wrong. Um, I think. What the, the the biggest danger for Anthony Watson is he gets his crack at fullback for England. <laughs> he doesn't do so well and he loses his position altogether. Mm. I think that's that's a bigger possibility than changing a uh, changing of the guard. Interesting, because I I think Watson's best position from what I've seen is wing. Yeah, um, I do agree. I do agree. Right. With you. If if he nails, so I think he probably will start against Italy, and it's then. If he nails it, the shirt's his to lose. Yeah, but I think it's I think it's a toss of a coin whether he nails it or he doesn't look as solid under the high ball. He makes some poor decision makings whether when to run and when to kick. And Mike Brown walks back into the, the team. The problem with Anthony Watson, and if you can overcome this, he'll be one of the world's great players. Is he's too good? Like he is so he's so fast and so athletic. Like. How much do you actually work on all the other bits of your game if you're naturally that brilliant at rugby? He is... Um, Eddie Jones loves Elliot Daly. Yep. Elliot... Uh, sorry, uh, Eddie Jones loves Jack Knoll. Yep. Uh, Anthony Watson compliments those two guys. Mm. And if he can mm. prove himself, I just... I, I, so anyway, that's, that's, that's my do one you know to who watch. really would compliment those, the, uh, uh, those two guys? It's Don- not not Don Armand. <laughs> <laughs> well, Don Armand would do. Well, I mean, Don Armand would at fullback. Uh, it would be um, it would be uh, Alex, Alex Good. Good. Perfect. <laughs> but of course, he's not even in the squad, is he? He's, no, he's done as in. Yeah. What a shame! What a waste! He was. He's one that he got called up to the first Eddie Jones squad. Eddie had a look at him. And you he's must never, be joking. Get out. He's never been near a squad since. I know. France is one to watch. Um. <sighs> Well, they're half they're, 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 that young halfback pair. Dupont, Bello, um, and Jalibert. Jalibert off the bench. There you go. Keep an eye on those youngsters. And throw Baptiste Seran in there. Yeah. yeah. Who, Why not? Whichever one of those, whichever two of those four start, yeah. uh, watch them. Ireland one to watch. Jordan Lamore, of course. Yes. Lamore. And Will he get any game time? He, he'll probably. Stockers and Lamore is hell of a combo for. 20 and 21 this is the, this is the real this is again the real deal for Stockers as well isn't it yeah now he did he limped off against Wasps with what looked like uh, a dead leg That's so fine. hopefully a couple of weeks and he'll be absolutely fine because well, he's we could we could possibly say Bundyaki as well because well hmm? I think we will yeah I think we will well, no 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 I mean but as one to watch because this is kind of the well, the proper blooding of Bundyaki yeah only a couple of caps hasn't yeah. it some of this um the young lad at Ulster who is not quite that young anymore, electric on on on, on the wing. Hendo, <laughs> he is good. He's good in wide channels. He's, he's very good in wide channels. Uh, Gilroy, Gil- Gilroy, what's happened to him? He's he's a bit shaky in defence. So very good going forward, but not always the best under the high ball and defensively. Because he he really is good going forward. Yeah, 
he, he's not quite last season or so he's probably not quite hit the highs that mm. he did when when he did get called up to the island squad but who who will be the replacement tight head prop I'm just looking at the props who'll be coming on behind Ty Furlong Andrew Porter, Porter will, he, will he get up will he be the replacement uh, do we know John anything Ryan? about Andy, uh, Andrew Porter Has no play? I've never seen him play <laughs> um, right so then we've got Italy one to watch what, um, the the um, our, the legend the the man the myth the the superhero the McKinley Ian McKinley Ian McKinley what a moment for that man yeah hang on how dare you Oh yeah, this is a bit hypocritical, isn't it? How very dare you, Tim Cocker? Huh? Well, I mean, if Ian McKinley was a South African, you'd be lo- you'd be losing your rag now. McKinley say, yeah. Hey, listen, Yano I- McKinley say. I don't agree with the fact he should be playing for Italy. I don't begrudge him playing for Italy. Uh, the story is wonderful. Um, Oh my god! Yeah. Get an eye condition, and Tim Cock is all over you. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable! The hypocrisy. <laughs> but yes, I, I I agree. Great for him, and hope he goes well. Yeah, um, yeah. Echo those sentiments, but it will be very important if if he starts ahead of Canna and ahead of uh, mm. Tommaso Allen. Um, it'd be very interesting to see. But it doesn't, how he gets ahead, on. It doesn't really start ahead of Tommaso Allen. Uh, Tom, Tom Allen. Um, for Trevi, uh, for Benetton, does he not? No, no, not I, really. Not when I've watched him play. You are a big uh, Benetton, big fan. Benetton fan. You would know. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, from what I've seen of them, <laughs> he, he would be their first choice. <laughs> but you would know, obviously. Yes. <laughs> uh, and Wales, Scotland, Sorry. Scotland. <laughs> um, hmm. So it might be. He's he's not not a young lad, but he's new to international rugby. He's only got a couple of caps. Oh, hang on! Wait a sneaky second here. In the Italy squad is Dean Budd, who's a very capable player, also captain of um, captain Tre- of Treviso. Treviso Benetton Benetton uh, uh, rugby New, uh, New Zealand born, zero caps. Uh, he's he's pretty good. Is that your recommendation? Yeah. W- uh, w- uh, One to watch. Is he second row? Yeah. Mm. Big second row. Good captain, good leader. Watch Dean Budd. Dean Budd. Um, so, Scotland. Now, he's got a few caps, but I still think of him as relatively young. Hamish Watson, open side flanker. Yeah. He is, Scotland. He is very young. He's a great player. If there is an example of what some people have talked about, a test animal... Yeah, because he phrase. never he, he doesn't he doesn't uh, I mean he's always well, lo- he always looks competent and good at Edinburgh at Edinburgh but he never looks oh that it's, that guy's a star on the international stage but he just looks so exciting when he plays for Scotland that's the problem with playing for Edinburgh I guess yeah maybe uh, I tell you what Edinburgh next year are going to be a serious pro- proposition in the back row John Barkley and Hamish Watson and Magnus Bradbury yeah I mean I could, if they can keep him on the straight and narrow yeah I mean I I could play in that third. In that third back row <laughs> position, and it'd still be a bloody good back row. I'm going to say one to watch because Scotland's props have completely defied logic. When you talk about uh, our mate Daryl Marfo, um, what fourth choice in his position at Quinns? Yeah, nips over the border and looks more than at home in international rugby. Playing against Australia and New Zealand, he, he looked good. Uh, there's uh, the lad Jamie Batty. Yes, of Glasgow, well worth watching now, out for. Now, Tim, I don't suppose you've seen any um, 
any headlines that you enjoy about? Uh, oh, I don't know. Let me just Jamie have a look. Um, uh, oh, let's just take a quick look at the whales online. Um, oh yeah, what a rag! He's killed one hundred thousand cows. Now he faces whales. <laughs> <laughs> Bravo. Uh, Bravo, you geniuses. Are they drawing some links from that? Is there any conclusion as to the implication of that statement? That, yeah, he's coming for your wives and children and going to try and steal your <laughs> land, Braveheart style. Oh, um, my God. Wow. The people that work at that paper. <laughs> Just imagine imagine being a person that works at that paper. I, I, I can't imagine being that miserable. I, I, I can't. <laughs> yeah. But uh, there must be some journalists with real, proper integrity. I think I've found a good story here. It's a really interesting, thought-provoking piece. <laughs> no, you need to sensationalise that more. Yeah, but that... Yeah, but no, I don't counts. care. I don't want to hear about it. Yeah. Uh, dig dig for some more dirt. Some of the worst journalism in rugby well, is done by the Wales Online. Well, it's definitely the, definitely the, some of the worst headlines. Hey, I mean, if you want to... If, I mean, the most interesting thing the Wales Online or their contributors come up with are... Well, basically, Simon Thomas, when he talk, talk, talks about his home finances, that's about it. <laughs> when he whinges about his pay packet. What a dull man. <laughs> so. Wales. Wales. Now, he's already won a uh, Pro 12 title, but he's 23. He's only got five caps. And because of some of the injuries, he will be vital to Wales. Steph Evans. Ooh, Nice. Stefan is such a good attacking player, such a dangerous runner whenever he gets the ball. I think he'll, he will be really important. Who will the Wales back three be without Liam Williams and without, uh, like, George North is not involved? Well, we don't know. George North might be. So George North... Yeah, George North's was, training again. So he, was, he, was, he was dropped from Northampton's side to play in the Anglo-Welsh well, Cup against Sale as a he, precaution, he apparently. He pulled out last minute. Yeah. So he was listed, he warmed up, and then pulled out. As just, they said how much was that... Um, he felt a bit tight. How much was that Northampton squad worth? Does anyone know? <laughs> it, depends, it depends who you get your information from. Roughly. Is there a round number we could if, put if, if, uh, if it was... I don't know, let me just have a look at a quote by Steve Diamond after the game. <laughs> he, he wasn't... I don't think he was bitter about losing to uh, Northampton in the last minute of the Anglo-Welsh Cup. He said, uh, our young kids did really well. Um, just for the record, Sale had a pretty much full-strength side out, except for three, maybe four youngsters. Yeah, so a fifth of the team. So um, they had at least two-thirds of their full full first choice side um, mm. and Northampton won at the last minute at the AJ Bell Stadium and um, yeah uh, Steve Diamond's response was to say oh well our kids did really well um, and fair play if Northampton want to come here with uh, a full strength side worth 10 million quid what? then, um, <laughs> then how, fair play to him how would Northampton get a, a, I, I don't know, I don't know. but if, if, Di- if Diamond says it it's correct a back row of Rybans Ludlam and Nutley yeah, is part of a ten million pound. Yeah, yep. how much are they paying their kids? <laughs> uh, who else? Is oh, you don't need to know that. Yeah, yeah. Pod. So, um, well, who are we talking about? Uh, Wales. Wales. So, so, so the wingers that they've got in their squad uh, are Alex Cuthbert, yep. Hallam Amos, Steph Evans, yep. George North, yep. Liam Williams, uh-huh. Josh Adams. Now, Josh, oh, Adam- Josh Adams. Josh and if Adams you count, Adams. if you count Lee Halfpenny as a as a as a back three option as well, they've got seven. Back three players. If you don't count, Lee Hoff, count don't count Reese Patchell. I'd love him to play Josh Adams. Just give, just give, give that a shot. He's not going to do it. That's not Gat- He's not going to do that. Gat- no, Gatland has never done that. That's what I would do. Um, Steph Evans on one wing, Josh Adams on, on the other. Let the boys play. And Halfpenny at fullback to kind of to let the boys play. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That that feels like a nice balanced back three. Love it. 
But Ooh, it won't, it won't happen. No, it's going to be Cuthbert and North with, uh, <laughs> with half penny at fullback. Yeah. Wales, Wales one to watch is surely um, if he gets any game time. No, obviously, yeah. Owen Watkins not going to get any game time either. This sounds no. horrendous. No, he, he won't do because it'll be Williams and. Um, Owen Williams then. Owen Williams is absolutely pivotal to Wales. They need someone who can connect the outside backs. Add a, add a little what, bit. Add a little bit of game management. Yeah, it's not a bad. Do you show. know what everyone's talking about? Who's going to be the ten for Wales? It's Owen Williams. I can't believe we haven't mentioned him. No, I, I think they'll keep him at twelve. Maybe, but Owen like, Owen Watkins is a good player. Patchell with with Owen Williams outside him. Game management defensively yeah. quite good. Um, defensively, yeah, he he got exposed good. a couple of times in the autumn. But so he's, he's yeah, but he was playing thirteen then when they bought him on. Uh, they gave him a real. Who was it? When did he concede that? Tr- was it Australia they conceded like towards the end? <laughs> Mate, yeah. Owen one. Williams one to watch. There you go. Anyway, that's yeah, my, that's, my, that's my a good shout. shout actually. Predictions then. Well, no. Before we do predictions, I've got a quiz. Okay, I've got a Six Ooh. Nations quiz for you. So, oh, sorry. Can I just say one one for Scotland as well, who we've overlooked? And I think I have a great Six Nations. Is Byron McGuigan? Yeah, I did. Kind of start to mention him as a option for the wing. He yeah. is. He's a good player. He's. Do you think he will start ahead of great mates? I think great mates on one side, and then oh my, C- got, Seymour, got... Seymour, and <laughs> great mates. <laughs> Seymour and Hogg will be in, and then it's great mates, uh, <laughs> <laughs> McGuigan and Lee Jones com- competing Ooh. for the other wing slot. Uh, well, McGuigan. I mean, he's won a match last time he, he pulled on a Scotland top. Yeah. Two two tries against Australia, was it? Yeah, and he looked sensational. And he's one of those guys that, you know, he's not physically that you know anything particularly special, but the way he plays, he just plays with no huge amounts of energy and enthusiasm. no Tim Visser in the Scotland squads uh, yeah. is amazing. But I'm delighted because he's in my fantasy rugby draft. Yeah, Henry Cloud. <laughs> Speaking of which, Phil, you've set up an ESPN fantasy rugby league. Oh yes, thanks for reminding me. Have you got the the code? And can we make a catchy tune like we did a few years ago? Uh, we. I don't think we've got time to do that right, right now. Yeah. There will be a well, there will be a prize. If you look at a Facebook Live video, you'll see loads of rugby jerseys around. So we have loads of brilliant stash on show, and there will be prizes to be given out. We are going to be doing an ESPN Fantasy Rugby League, and we would love you to join and uh, and and flex your fantasy rugby muscles with us. Yes, exactly and, right. And beat us, preferably. Yeah. Um, do I have to play fantasy rugby? Uh, you know, you love fantasy rugby. No, I love fantasy drafts. drafts yeah, there will true. be a prize Although for the best. Good at it. I'm going to say what? right now. I haven't even checked with the boys. I'm going to say there is going to be a prize for the best name, best team name. Yeah. So even if your team finishes rock bottom, you could still win. But also a prize. Oh, I've, for... al- I've already got my team name. <laughs> Are you going to win? You're going to reveal it. Yeah. Go on. Presidents Club. <laughs> <laughs> Presidents Club 15. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we we, we already have. How many? Thirty-nine entrants. I just want to just want to say for the record, I I disapprove of you making light of uh, <laughs> what? of that. President's club as always. Right. Just just name it. Okay. Um, yes. Go on. So, well, so one prize for name, one prize for winning, and and we'll have a random prize draw if you retweet our our, our little thing as well. Yes. So oh, get very good. on on Twitter at Rugby Podcast. Retweet our ESPN link to so you, uh, we'll spread it to your mates. And there's a there's a there's a random prize we'll draw. Some great mates out there. Yeah. Find find your own great mates like. Like our our great like, mate, j- mates, j- just like ours. But if if you don't have access to Twitter and you have incredible short term memory, the code is one four one three zero 
four zero hyphen five seven nine nine two. Oh, this is hold on. Right, let's say that again. One one. One one. One one. Three zero. Yeah. Four zero. Yeah. Hyphen. Five seven. Five seven. Nine nine. Two. You can't now, make you can't make a catchy tune out of that. I how, bet you can. How many people are ESPN expecting a good? Are create <laughs> leagues? How many leagues <laughs> are there going to be? You can have four with four numbers on one letter. Eleven digits. Eleven digits. What's I mean? What, what's the prob- What's the maximum number of leagues they can accommodate with eleven digits? Uh, so seven digits would be a million leagues. <laughs> <laughs> work your way up from there so, so is there, is there seven, a maximum seven unique 100 million a billion one two digits. Uh, so it's 100 billion Tim 100 billion <laughs> leagues so everyone would have to have uh, everyone on the planet would need to have at least one yes <laughs> league oh, no, watch, at that? least one everyone on the planet would need to have near 20 <laughs> ESPN leagues 11 billion you know, be 40, everyone on the planet would need 14 14 ESPN leagues wow. which, which means everyone on the planet they'd need to be in 15 at least <laughs> yeah, yeah. leagues uh, tell you what fantasy rugby is really really taking off if, <laughs> if ESPN are right <laughs> this is going to be huge <laughs> So, yeah, ESPN Fancy Rugby and the code, as Phil said. Just re- rewind it and listen to it again if you want to know, or just go, go to our go, twi- Twitter Go to page. Twitter. Go to our Twitter. At Rugby Podcast. Yeah. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So, uh, Six Nations quiz. Oh, yes. Yes, please. So, uh, you need something to write on. Um, first question. Okay. <clears throat> Nearest the pin. In 18 seasons, how many wooden spoons have Italy collected? In how many seasons? 18. 18. So this is since it went to the Six Nations. Yeah. 18 seasons, Italy have participated. 
How many wooden spoons have they collected for being bottom? Okay, then. Okay. Okay. Uh, now, uh, this is five points on offer for this one. Ooh. Nope. And it's the last five players of the tournament. I'm going to tell you the nationality and ah, the year. Okay. You tell me the player. Uh, okay. I can... Yeah. So 2017 was Scotland. Scotland. Yeah. So you tell me the player. Okay. 2016 was Scotland as well. Scotland. Tell me the player. 2015 was England. 2015 was Ireland. Was Ireland. Hmm. Okay. 2014, England. Mm-hmm. 2013, Wales. Okay. So who were the players of the tournament? In reverse order, five years. Scotland, Scotland, Ireland, England, Wales. So, the tournament title sponsor has been held by one of three banks since 1999. Name the three banks. Hang on. Banks or banking licences? Banking... High street banks. High street banking names. Ooh, okay. I'm not not in the world of high finance, so I... Pen- I pension sales. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I, I, don't, I don't acknowledge conglomerates and uh, yeah. and licences. So I actually think all these banks are under the same same roof, are they not? Hmm. Okay. So. Prop. Oh. <laughs> okay. So there's three points on offer for that one. Next question. Name the trophy that France and Italy compete for. I'm going to spell it wrong, but... That's all right. But I'm going to spell it right, am I? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Ahead of the 2012 Six Nations tournament, which Wales and British and Irish Lions player was Austin Healy talking about when he said, I've had shits with more talent? (laughs) So before the 2012 tournament, Austin Healy said of a Welsh player, I've had shits with more talent. (laughs) Who was he talking about? <laughs> it could be so many. <laughs> uh, well, hang on. I mean, that's not necessarily an insult because Austin Healy was phenomenally talented. <laughs> and he, he has a very high regard for himself as well. He does. I mean, that actually could be... But a... it's Austin Healy shit yes. that we're talking about. No, yeah, Austin yeah, Healy, yeah. we do, just so you understand. Yeah, he has an incredibly yep. high... Uh, his turds are uh, high, high in fibre. High in fibre, lots of protein. Mm. I've got an idea of who it might be. It's certainly the only person... Yeah. Okay. Um, All right. Uh, Oh, yes, I've got two more, which are uh, sort of funny stories that happened around the Six Nations. Um, So prop Ewan Murray was brought back into the Scotland squad midway through the Six Nations few years ago oh. after suffering a freak injury yep. yep what was the freak injury okay got it yeah Wait, oh you both just... know it good I'm impressed and finally the Calcutta Cup was once damaged almost beyond repair by England's Dean Richards and Scotland's John Jeffrey after a 1988 match at Murrayfield. Mm-hmm. I just want you to... I'm, I'm going to give three points for this. W- what happened? 
And I won't. I, it doesn't have to be an exact answer, just a rough answer. That's worth three points, as it's um, a bit out there. Okay then. Okay, so going back to the start then. So I've got fifteen. Uh, I've got thirteen. Uh, the answer, the the nearest the pin in eighteen seasons. How many wooden spoons have Italy collected? The answer is twelve. Oh, one nil, Philip. Yes. Okay, so the last five players of the tournament. Yep. I gave you the nationality, you tell me the player. In 2017, JB, who have you got from Scotland? Hogg. I also have Hogg. Correct. Hogg, Russell, Sexton, Brown, North. Well, okay. uh, so 2016, Scotland, you have Russell. JB, Russell. Uh, I also have Hogg. Correct. Stuart Hogg. 3 1 to Phil. 2015, Ireland. Sexton. I have got Connor Murray. Oh. Paul O'Connell. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Um, 2014 England Brown I also have Brown Correct 4-2 Phil And 2013 Wales North I've got JD Ooh that could be good That could do it um, For some reason I didn't write Oh it's North No 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 no, no, no. <laughs> what? I'm pretty sure Phil is right on that one um, But for some reason I managed to delete the answer So, so I'll oh, no, I'm just quickly typing 2013 Play the tournament Lee Halfpenny Oh Lee hey. Halfpenny Yes Lee Halfpenny Neither of you get a point Still 4-2 Phil So the tournament's Title sponsor uh, Give me one of the banks You came up with That, that, that have Been the title sponsor Na- Since 99 Nats West I also have Nat West Correct 5-3 uh, RBS JB RBS also. Correct 6-4 uh, Final one JB Well there's two So There's Lloyd's but also, don't Investec sponsor Six Nations, or did? And, uh, and they are. What's your answer? Lloyd's. Phil? Uh, I didn't actually know, so I've got Bank of Ireland. Uh, Lloyd's is the other answer. Right, but it's also, inv- also Investec. But, uh, Investec uh, Internationals, they're not in the autumn. Uh, yeah, they might be. Anyway. Yeah. Correct, so it's 6-5. Uh, yeah. So... This was the trophy, trophy that France and Ireland compete for, uh, France and Italy compete for. Uh, it's named after after, after a biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> yep, um, it certainly is. is. It is, in fact, the custard cream. <laughs> and, uh, no, Gar- the, the nice Baroque design on yeah. that custard cream. I, you understand why? A Garibaldi trophy. Giuseppe or Giuseppe Garibaldi. Giuseppe trophy. Garibaldi. He was. He um, basically formed. He was a general. Basically formed what we now know as Italy from lots of little city states. Yeah, didn't he? Like was like. But he had something. He formed like the part of the French army or something like that. He had, some, he had something to do with the French army. Anyway, he had something to do with both. Look it up. Find point, out. Point each. Educate yourself. Point each makes seven, it seven six. six. Seven six or seven five. Seven six. Seven six. Thank you. One point. Ooh. One point game. So, prop. You and Murray was brought back into the Scotland squad oh, midway one, through it. Oh, we got one more. The Austin Austin Healy. Oh yes, who was Austin Healy talking about in two thousand and twelve when he said I've had shits with more talent? Two thousand twelve. He was good in two thousand twelve though. Cuthbert is the only person I would go, go with. Oh, Cuthbert's a good one. I th- I've got him down as being more provocative than that and going for Lee Halfpenny. He's correct. You've got Lee Halfpenny? He yes. said of Lee Halfpenny, he's had shits with more talent. Well done, Phil. Yes. 8-6 to Phil. With two to go. Ewan Murray was brought back into the Scotland squad after a freak injury. What was the injury? Axe wound, chopping wood, team building. Nearly chopped his thumb off or injured his thumb. 
with an axe. I will take them both. It was at a barbecue he was chopping wood. Yeah. And severed a thumb. Nine, seven. Uh, this one's worth three points, so JB can oh. sneak a win. <laughs> so... What, how was the Calcutta Cup damaged between England's Dean Richards and Scotland's John Jeffrey? I am the adjudicator, and my say is final. Um, so do we have to read what we've got written down? Yes. Read, what, read what you've got written down, JB. As documented in the excellent Tom English book... Um, oh, what, Phil, what have you got written down? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've got... They were playing rugby with it on the streets of Edinburgh. They JB. kicked it down a road in Edinburgh. Um, it's documented in an excellent book by Tom English, The Grudge. Go and read it; it's amazing. You both get three points. No, <laughs> the the answer was they were drunk and started playing rugby with the trophy, oh. and uh, that's how it got almost damaged beyond repair. Phil wins. Well played. Yes. Uh, just a word on on the book, The Grudge. I know I've spoken about it before. The stories of the drinking are like nothing I have ever heard of or could ever invent. And I like a bit of a, <laughs> bit of a drink. I, I simply. <laughs> I, it, it blows my mind. <laughs> uh, just briefly before we get onto the games, stash favorite favorite kit in this year's tournament. Now, I'd always say France because it's a safe bet, but recently they've been doing weird things to their kit. So let me just have a look at the look at France. Oh, I, I having seen France, I love this French. I love the French shirt. I'll, I'll go that far. Uh, so they've gone back. So the last few years they've had like a navy, a really deep blue. Oh my god! Is it is it the red? They've gone back to uh, the blue, like the electric royal blue. Is that it? No, that's not it. You, that's you, god. That's years old. No, it's it's that's that real French blue. It's brilliant. Their new kit's mm. great. Put my screen brightness up a little bit. Now I'm. It is all so shirt, shorts, and socks are all the same colour. Oh no, I don't like the pattern on it. Yeah, that that kit they've had before with the the one you've got filled with the sleeves that was okay. But, uh, but uh, then they went a bit. Uh, weird. That was when Dusatois was still about. But then they went weird with all the dark. Oh my place, word! Uh, do Italy have gold trim? <laughs> yes. On their socks are incredible. <laughs> Italy. Oh my word! Yes, I was going to say yeah, Wales. Wales. That is the best Wales kit I've seen in years. Actually. Yeah. So, so can we all agree? Yeah. So this is. Um, oh, that Italy kit's magnificent. Yeah, yeah. Look, just, just to highlight because I think it's worth saying how good that France kit is. This was their kit. Um, if I can get back to the right page, this was France's kit last year. And you see how that? See, look how dark that blue is. I like that. It's, it's almost darker than Scotland's blue. Yeah. But they've gone back to the real. Bright, vivid, vivid French blue. When you imagine like the Adidas kits from the early nineties yeah. and that incredible free-flowing French rugby. Nice kit. See, that's too dark. So I love the kit, but it's too dark mm. for France. I'm yeah. with you. So, so France have got a class, a great kit this year. But I'm, I'm with Phil. Wales is the best kit they've had in a while. Yeah, it's it is. Nice. Look at those. Look at the gold trim on those Italian socks. I'm not so sure on the Italian. Oh, magnificent. I, I really think Canterbury have dropped. Uh, they had it nailed with the Lions jersey, with the old England jersey and Ireland jersey through the World Cup. Classic, simple. They've complicated it with those sleeves. Don't like it. So one thing I will say about the can- both the Canterbury, the England and Ireland shirts is the the image I'm looking at is it being modelled by Dylan Hartley and Rory Best, who are say not the same physical specimens as say Sergio. Yeah, but do you know, look at Ireland. Sergio. But that that kit spread across like. 
Don Armand. <laughs> oh, Don Armand. Uh, Don Armand. We should Maro. get the bell, the, just the yeah. Don Armand bell. Marrow or yeah. Farrell or yeah. JJ. Yeah. One of those boys. I think it looks. In, I think it looks so much better than. That's true. Uh, that is very true. Than our front row friends. Um, okay, so on the island kit, just look at the socks. They're awful. Barcode socks. Barcode socks. Terrible. Hmm. And just I don't like the different panelling on the shirt. Yeah. I, I think it'll look good on stockers. Stockers will make that work. See me. Um, and Henshaw will make can that I, work. Can I show you an old France kit? Just, just to highlight, because Phil was very keen to point out that he likes the shirt. Can I just show you how... The, the, again, I, I'm not saying I... Well, in fact, the kit was quite nice, but back when Pascal Pape was skipper, white shorts, red socks, nice. with the That's, blue shirt. Yeah. White, so- very nice. white shorts, red socks. It should be. That's how it should be. Definitely. With the Tricolor Adidas stripes. That's what we want. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, stash ticked off, quiz ticked off, general ramblings ticked off. We should actually get into uh, the games then. Um, well, can we? Because we don't know the teams. Well, no, we don't so. know the teams, so we'll do a brief podcast once we've got the teams, but um, we can nonetheless just take a look at the, the first round of fixtures. Uh, should we, and, well, tell everyone where to go and put their bets on for these fixtures. Uh, yeah, leovegas.com. They love their rugby. They're the best place to go for rugby if you want to have a little flutter. And because they love their rugby so much, you can see that by the fact they they come to us and they also have a partnership with Leicester Tigers. Uh, they know what they're talking about, so they'll give you some really good options and up-to-date and up-to-the-minute um, options to make the weekend go even better, if that is even possible, in Six Nations weeks. Do you know what the odds were for Wasps to beat London Irish this week? I'd um, say pretty long, yeah, nine nine to one. Nine because it was it was a near full strength London Irish team, and it seemed like a a, a patchwork wasps. Team. Twelve guest players. Twelve guest players. Wow. What does that? What does that mean? Like oh, we've, we've just got, we've got um, so from like Bedford or yeah. oh, oh yeah, I was going to say because if you like, it's not like a barbarians. I was just going to get Dan Carter in for a game. Yeah, <laughs> it's not quite that. It'd be amazing if it was. <laughs> So the fixtures, England, I've got to say, just looking at the fixtures, broadly speaking, England are doing very, very well out of this year. They've got Wales and Ireland at home, and they start with Italy. So this is the year England have three away fixtures, but uh, the fixtures are the the ones that you'd prefer to have away, shall we say. The key game for England is Scotland at Murrayfield um, on the 24th of February. They've got a two-week build-up to that one, uh, by which point they will have dispatched Italy, should beat Wales at home, although that that will be tougher. I'm not, I'm not trying to make it sound like that's a foregone conclusion, but they should beat Wales at home. Well, Scotland away, that's the big... That's going to be the, the the big decisive test for England, I think, in this Six Nations. And then, well... Well, we've got building repeat, up to Italy. We've got uh, building a, up to Ireland, sorry. Yeah, repeat of last year, which was England's downfall. Uh, which was hashtag downfall 2017 when England lost to Ireland in the last game of the Six Nations and Ireland completely outplayed England, suffocated them. The games when we're out in Madrid are going to be, we're going to be in O'Neill on the Saturday (laughs) watching Ireland v Scotland followed by France v England. And we will probably be back there or at the ground after the uh, Spain-Germany game to watch watch 3 o'clock Wales versus Italy. Wales versus Italy. So um, I looked at chartering flights for... (laughs) Next year's tier two tour to um, Georgia, Georgia perhaps, right? Just see how, how, who would like to guess how much uh, a charter flight to Georgia would be for, for two hundred people. Two hundred people, yeah. So it's got to cost more than a 
Well, you can't get direct flights to Georgia. You have to change into no, 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 no. Turkey or whatever. I'm so so, so yeah. that's what I'm saying. So you, the fact that these flights don't exist currently, you can't go direct. Well, sorry. You, so when I, charter I think the you cr- can now go direct to Tbilisi from yeah. Manchester. So I think they've recently what? started doing it. Yeah, Game so, changer. So when I say chartering an aircraft, we're just getting the aircraft just for us on our one journey. We, sh- yeah. we could do a live podcast on the plane. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, we could if it wasn't 80,000 uh, pounds. Imagine doing... Yeah, 80,000. 80, 80. <laughs> yeah. How much is that per, per head? 400 uh, quid? About that. Um, so, uh, but is that just one way? Nope, it's returned. Now, if we got a layover, it would be half that, about forty to 50,000. But, you know... Uh, we're, we're, what, we're, what do you mean layover? Like, just stopping briefly? As in, like, a layover is when the plane st- stays on the tarmac and, wait, and waits for you. Oh, right, Okay. Yeah. What do, you, what do you mean? Oh, I see. As in, what do so you go, you're in, you're in, you do a big business deal, and then you get back on. Yeah, with your 200 mates. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, oh man, that would be incredible, though. So, oh, is 400 quid too much? Yes, it, for, is. it is, isn't it? For it a t- is. well, how much would how much is flights to Tbilisi at the moment, Phil? Uh, just looking. Hang on. Anyway, that, that was just a side story. No, no, this is this is important. Concentrate on this. Is, this is the tier two tour next year we're talking about. This matters. Ooh, so, yeah, maybe there aren't direct from Manchester, or certainly not the dates I've got here. Well, uh, how but can you three, get three hundred and eighty quid? Twenty pounds more direct, <laughs> and on the fun plane with on the fun plane with just egg chaser fans. A live podcast. Imagine get me. We could go up and down with the trolleys with merchandise, oh, <laughs> and, yeah. and drinks and stuff. I guess. Yeah. I, 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 for for a laugh, I'd bring on a, a crate of venomous snakes. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, just in case we do this next year, can you please just start a piggy bank? We're not doing it. Okay, we're not doing I it. I now want to charter a plane to and from I want to Georgia. charter a plane. It's on, my, it's on my list of things that I, w- I want to achieve in my life. <laughs> Regardless of whether it's to watch yeah. rugby or not. Charter a plane. Jay! Get fired by um, press conference. Jay! Listen... <laughs> How cheap times. Uh, being banned from a rugby ground by the boss of a rugby squad you've already achieved. Yeah, I, yeah, I have actually. I've been banned from a, a DOR. <laughs> That's pretty um, good, actually. Now, but Jay, how cheap is it in Georgia? It's like, it's dirt cheap to live and to entertain yourself there. Well, I, we'll look into it further. I'll see yeah. if I can get uh, costings on a smaller aircraft. I don't think we can get 200 people. At Rugby Podcast, tweet us, do you want to go on a charter flight? Maybe, I don't know. No, go to Madrid first. Concentrate on yeah, Madrid. Yeah, come, we'll to, Ma- come to Madrid in March um, and Georgia on our own plane next time. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I can't get that out of my head now. Yeah. Right. Um, Wales, <laughs> Wales have got, the, I, I'd say of all the nations, Wales have got the toughest fixture list. They've got to go to England. They've got to go to Ireland. Um uh, and that's it, really. They've got home matches against the others. Mm. Has anyone got it worse off? I don't think so. No, I think you're right. So their injuries yeah. and their fixture list, I think it could be a really, really horrible Six Nations for Wales. Do you know, though, Wales are pretty savvy in the Six Nations. They kind of know what they're doing. This is the this is usually the time where they're pretty successful. So I worry about them, but not that much. Opening up against Scotland on Saturday, 2.15... Mind you, under the roof in the Principality Stadium with all that noise and cacophony, that's uh, going to be a big test for Scotland. And the whales online whinging about people drinking and not singing loud enough. <laughs> Yawn. There was there was a good uh, interview. I can't remember where it was. It wasn't with Wales Online. It was definitely it? wasn't with Wales Online. With uh, Finn Russell talking about 
well various things including his move to France um, but also the the chance that Scotland have in the Six Nations and the difficulty they've had in the past winning away and that's the hurdle that they've got to get over if they want to because I think they've got the they've got the players to be competing mm-hmm. for the title but they've got to get over that uh, at starting in arguably the most inhospitable place to go the Principality Stadium is this the best in the six, in the Six Nations era this is the best Scotland side that's ever been assembled best Scotland team in my lifetime I'd say so not lifetime I don't think certainly since I've been watching rugby I don't remember yeah. As yeah, yeah, yeah. Of Scotland. in the Six yeah. Nations era I'd I, I would say so yeah um, it is just a, it is a bit of a shame as we mentioned they've, they've got some injuries but as we also mentioned so does everyone else yeah we'll get over it and you know they're a good team aren't they they've got good systems so before we've seen the sides how do you see Wales v Scotland going I think Wales will win and I think they'll win by five I think Wales will grind out a result so that you put the two front fives together uh, again, as we've already mentioned, God, the, the Welsh front exper- five is actually frighteningly good. It's a very good front five, yeah. Uh, just the, that experience. Exeter Chiefs had quite a good pack. Yes, he did with a with a with a Welsh international so, uh, tight head Tommy on Fran- their bench. Tell you what, Tommy, Fran- he's, he's got a lot better this year, hasn't he? Just he really has. Like, he was actually a bi- he was he was actually comically bad at some points. <laughs> uh, like his, his Leinster, he was superb. His stats still aren't uh, anything to write home about. No, he normally he, he was much more effective. Uh, his scrummaging has got better, mm. definitely. I I'm I think the Gregor Townsend era has arrived, and I think Scotland are going to open up with a big statement that will send shockwaves across the Six Nations universe. Well, let's hope so. Th- that would be a hell of a statement. Yep. To win and a Byron McGregor to get two. <laughs> yeah, uh, France versus Ireland, quarter to five on Saturday. I think Ireland are going to win handily here so this is in France I think Ireland will win by mm, I can 10, 10 or 15 points I think Ireland win right I see them being shaken up quite badly to about 70 minutes and then winning at the end with a kick no that that I, I see France digging in making it difficult yeah. for 55 minutes and then Ireland 55 minutes I'll go with that no I don't see France so Munster and Leinster and the majority of the, the pack is made up of Munster and Leinster They've had games against Montpellier, against Racing Metro. Yeah, Montpellier. They, look at look at Montpellier side from the weekend. That I mean, surely that was full of big French internationals. They've <laughs> they've done very well. Uh, <laughs> three French players in the in the certainly in the starting it's lineup. An absolute joke, isn't it? Uh, so I did it see. Is, a, yeah, I did. I did see a tweet that said that that Montpellier team was basically a Super Rugby team of the week from about four years ago. <laughs> yeah, they're not wrong. Uh, Pinar, Cruden, Surfontaine, Stain, Nadolo, Tamani. Mog. Mog, yeah. Duplessis boys. Both of the Duplessis. Jesus. And a couple of other unknown South Africans. Yeah. Uh, but they've travelled. So they've travelled to France, played monster packs, and both Leinster and Munster have coped more than manfully. Uh, so there's no reason to think that Ireland won't be able to nah. handle everything that... Ireland will win by 12. Yeah. 10 to 15 points win for Ireland for me. Uh, Italy, England. Ugly. Yeah, I think it'll be it'll be the classic game where it's, so England are going to work their little socks off because that's what they do. Rug, uh, they're basically, you know, it's a version of rugby CrossFit, and 
Ireland will be quite Ireland. SE will not be too bad at that. I mean, I, I think they will they will work equally as hard. In the end, England fitness pulls through. Everyone talks about what a great uh, what a great loss it is for Italy and something to build on. And then they collapse later on in the tournament. That's how I see it going. England will twenty points score five tries and win by twenty points. Do we, like have, do we have bonus th- points? Thirty-seven, no. fifteen, something like that. Is there bonus points in the Six Nations? Yes, there is. The the bonus point trial is being kept permanently after it was a success last year. Mm. So, yeah, that is happening. Cool. So, I think... I actually think... Italy... This is the game where you have a spirited 55 minutes for Italy. Because they... Virtually all bar two of their squad play in Italy now. Conor O'Shea has greater access to the players. They'll be well drilled. But... Ultimately, they don't have the experience and they, they don't have the talent. Is Mike Cat their attack coach? Uh, good question. Don't know. I think he is. Brennan Venters does some work with him, doesn't he? Or has done in the past. Yep. Obviously, Conor O'Shea. Oh, Brennan Venters followed me on Twitter the other day. Did he? The yeah. doctor? Probably unfollowed me, though. <laughs> <laughs> You've been unfollowed by anyone? Yes, I have, actually. How, do you, how do you do that? I don't know. I'll just ask because you said you've been followed by anyone. I said, have you been unfollowed by anyone? Yes, I have. And we'll talk about that later. <laughs> uh, so I think this will be 55 minutes where it's relatively close. Uh, Italy will be within a couple of scores. And then Eddie Jones will bring on the finishers and it'll end up uh, 40 points to 12 to England. Mm. Did you see Conor O'Shea uh, <laughs> talking about the England? Uh, injury crisis when he was asked about it I did yes it, it was brilliant he he absolutely nailed it didn't he naming the England team like Jose Mourinho style when it was, was it, I can't remember what it was it was like Manchester United v Chelsea in some massive game or in some big European ch- uh, cup match and he named he it said it wasn't the final was it it might have been the final he, he named the opposition team or a semi-final against Barcelona. He, na- oh, okay. he named the opposition team, and then he named his team. And actually, he did a little um, troll because he there was a player that he didn't think was going to be fit that he snuck in there. Mm. When it actually, hang on, mate. I'm just looking at sales team here. Sales team. Yeah. <laughs> slight slight tangent, but okay. Yeah, because everyone's saying you know you said it was the most historic team. This isn't the starting team. Charnley, Haley, Haley, Charnley. Luke James, a dogway. Cliff Red- didn't start. Uh, Cliff came on four. Yeah, Fafter Clerk. Fafter Clerk started. Fafter Clerk did, uh, did start. And, t- and talk me through that front five. Wilkinson. Talk me through uh, that I'm front got, five. Not got there. So most of the back, <laughs> most of the backline. No, talk, 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 talk to me about the pack, with the exception of the number eight, the so, England under twenty, Sam Moore. So Flynn. Yeah. Jones. Yeah. Um, Will. Well, Flynn doesn't start. Jones doesn't really. Yeah, well, Jones is sort of the uh, they... first teamers. Yeah, just do, do, do you want to say the, the Northampton backline again was Will, uh, Will Griff, John Nutley, um, Evans. Don't even know who that is. Oh yeah, Bryn Evans. Bryn Evans. Bryn Evans. Kiwi international. Yeah, yeah, I'm familiar with him. Uh, <laughs> Beaumont just came back from injury. Ione Neil Moore uh, not came on. Pretty, pretty tidy. Pretty tidy. Really? It's not fun. The t- the two teams are much of a muchness. Doesn't matter. It's Anglo Welsh Cup. Yeah. It might, it will, even, it matters to Steve Diamond, so it matters to me. Even if he, even if he picked <laughs> a load of academy boys, I can understand why some people My ra- raise their eyebrows Stevenson, at the way Steve Divocky, Diamond. Uh, PC Tuola. Anyway, doesn't matter. It's not ten million quid, though, is it? 
Yeah, that's the point out of this. Yeah. That Northampton team is not £10 million. Good, wow, good luck to that. Connor team. O'Shea had a brilliant uh, yes. kind of rant, epic, not a rant, but he had a, an epic, like, you know, put the journalist in their spot. England's injury crisis, let me tell you, here's their team. And what I loved about it is he did it without any pause or any stammer. He just very articulately cut the journalist down. It was a, a, and, mas- a masterclass. And also cut Eddie Jones down because it's Eddie Jones who's been going on this narrative about yeah. all the injuries and he just listed a team that had hundreds of caps worth of experience <laughs> yeah. well I, I think the England thing is their front like, their front line 15 is actually in pretty good nick but in fairness to Eddie it's everyone b- beneath that that's where they're starting to struggle yeah struggling in the second row really badly yeah it's, it's bad um, struggling at tight, tight head and hooker and Struggling at fly half and 12 and 13 and 14 and 15. Oh, do you um, hear about... Um, Elliot Daly's injured, so they might have to go with uh, Johnny May and Anthony Watson oh, or no. Jack Noel or Denny. British Lions. They've, they've only got two British Lions to choose from um, <laughs> besides Elliot Daly. It, does, it doesn't matter. They're, they're going to go down to Scotland and Ireland and maybe even Wales. Downfall 2018. 2018. And on that bombshell, when the teams are announced, we'll have a we'll have a little quick take. On, I reckon, just, Hound, before, give me a surprise pick for Eddie Jones with his team. I'm not sure there will be one. No, there won't be. The surprise will be, well, it's Denny, not even a surprise. I, I think Denny Solomon is going to start on the wing. Wow. So Jack Noel is not fit, is he? Nope. So it'll be May and, it, that does depend if Mike Brown's fit. Mike Brown's 50-50. Marcus Smith on the bench. Hmm. Interesting. I'm not sure he will, because he'll probably do... He'll probably do F- Ford and Farrell, 10 and 12, yeah. with then Slade on the bench. Not for Italy, but here's... Slade's a... injured, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, Slade, is he? Slade's injured. Um, Ooh, maybe there is an injury crisis. It, here's a here's a, a surprise pick, um, thanks to the, the, the wonderful BBC Rugby Union website, um, who are always uh, accurate. Um, they they uh, they wouldn't have made a mistake. This must be accurate because it's the BBC. Um, Manu Tuolangi started at eight for Leicester Tigers Fair uh, play. in the Anglo Welsh Cup. And it couldn't have been a mistake by the BBC because uh, I mean they have made a few mistakes before on their rugby union pages, but I'm sure this time it yeah, wasn't a mistake. Definitely. Well, um, Tom Vondel packed down at six today for Bristol. Did he? Yeah. He, he, well, he actually did, didn't yeah, he? he? Did, yeah. Covering, oh, he did. Uh, was it Chris Vui who? Yeah, Chris Tui who got yellow carded. Yeah. Tui, wow. Tui. Uh, so yeah, uh, Manu Tuolangi to be in for the for the for the s- Wales game. Excellent. Uh, right, eight. let's go home. We're done. Let's go home. Let, <laughs> let the boys play. Let the boys play. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.